After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is, of course, the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Whatever your mood, we've got a bean for you. <laughs> we got a bean for you. My name's Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. We're your hosts. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Full of beans. Full of beans. Full of beans. We have some cheese and G's we want to get to today. Uh, it's the return of our regular segment. If you're a new listener, think of cheese and G's as like a cheers and jeers, only without all the pesky lawsuits from the folks at TV Guide. We talk about the commercials. And they are litigious. They are notoriously litigious. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the commercials that are on TV right now that we're giving thumbs up to and thumbs down to. Ooh, now we're going to get sued by... Uh, oh, yeah. What is that? Siskel and Ebert. I think I think other people do thumbs up or thumbs down. I don't know if that can be proprietary. I'll tell you what. We're going to give these commercials either four bags of popcorn or two <laughs> bags. Yeah, no, that's a bad idea, too. Okay, so we're going to do some cheese and G's. We also... This is what I'm really excited to get to today. I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you right now. I don't know how successful the middle segment's going to be. It's an adventure, but I told you... Well, that'll that'll be a huge change for our listeners. Yeah, I want to bring more games to the show. Sometimes I'll give you a quiz, sometimes you give me a quiz. Uh, Today, do you want to hear about this game I have? Should I explain it, or should we just explain it at the time? Uh, Explain it to me now, because then that allows me to to think about it and and prepare for it. And it gives the listener a chance to decide whether or not they want to keep listening to that segment. Yes. Um, so here's the game I created. You know how, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit, in prescription drug commercials, they have those really long uh, lists of side effects. Right. Well, I thought that... As pioneered by Happy Fun Ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do not taunt Happy Fun Ball. Uh, I thought, let's have like a race between these side effects lists. Okay. So I've isolated just the list of side effects for a whole bunch of um for a whole bunch of uh, uh medications and I've got them into groups. So I've got for example two uh cholesterol drugs. I'm going to pit them up against each other and we're going to see which one has the longer list of side effects. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you bet okay. as to which drug will go longer. All right. Does yeah. that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Okay, so, so that's... you're going to play them at the same time, and they're just going to run over no, each other. No, because that'll be too out. much. Um, I'm going to time them out. I have a special timer I'm going to be using. I have a bell that I'm going to be using. I mean, you know that that's mostly what this is all about, right? Me being able to use timers like that, and so we can pick the best cholesterol medicine with the fewest <laughs> side effects. That's right. It's like one of them has ten side effects, but the other one has one side effect, but it's like death. <laughs> but the one that has the really uh, low number of side effects they just read them really slowly because they (laughs) really want to win this game (laughs) all right uh so that's coming up uh plus ad council anything special in that old ad council today we have a new listener and although we love all of our how many have we lost though equally we love our new listeners more equally (laughs) all right so we'll be hearing from this new listener that's right all right well let's start off with cheese and g's It's one of the problems. I can tell I'm just like all over the place. My brain isn't working right. My brain is bad today. Yeah. And I told you before the show, I'm feeling sluggish. And what do I got right here, right in front of me? Oh, it's um, it's show sponsor Crystal Pepsi. Get at us, Pepsi. So <laughs> let's get some of this. Because remember, we learned in our Crystal Pepsi research that it used to be um, caffeine-free. But now it's caffeinated. And this is going to get me into the into the mood here for the show. I just feel I'm sluggish. I can feel I'm talking. Slu- I feel like I'm a little bit underwater. I don't know what's going on. Save me, Crystal Pepsi. You're my only hope. All right, let's start with um, one of uh, my G's. Okay, so this is a, a, a commercial that I do not think very highly of. It stars an actress whom I don't think super highly of, but 
I've said on this show, and I've said many times before, that I thought it was good she was getting in the commercial business. Mm -hmm. Because it seemed like that was the perfect level to meet her talent. I didn't think she should be a movie star. I never watched her TV show. Um, Although I will say that her TV show did jump the shark uh, by quite a bit. I enjoyed the first few seasons of it. And we should just talk about who we're talking about here. We're talking about, come on, Crystal Pepsi. The former Mrs. Ben Affleck. Oh, that's right. Jennifer Garner. And she's been doing these ads for Capital One. Wasn't she also doing, no, no, that's right. She was never doing airlines. She was doing Capital One commercials. And one of them took place, I believe, on an airplane. Yeah, because one of their big selling points is um, that their card earns you miles that are unrestricted. Well, I thought that she was doing fine with these Capital One commercials. I was almost proud of her. I'm like, "You you found something that you're really good at. Stick with it. Andrew's big objection to Jennifer Garner is that he says she she only acts with her forehead. It's true. If you had a script where uh, it did not call for somebody to furrow their brow at all, there's no reason why you would ever <laughs> cast Jennifer Garner. That's what she does. That's She has a toolbox. It's a big toolbox, but you open it up and there's only one tool inside, and it's a furrowed brow. Anyway... I really did think she was fine in the Capital One uh, commercials until this one. And I can't blame her 100% for this one. This is a bad idea, badly executed, and it's the one about her dad. She is sitting in like a director's chair in this. Like it's a real behind-the-scenes look at the real Jennifer Garner, the uh, spokesperson for Capital One. And uh, I don't know if that's an ad, if that's a, a concept we've done before, but that would be actually a theme would be worth exploring is ooh, yeah. ads that ads that purport to show you the the making of the ad like Shaq when he's sitting in the chair in the general commercials. There's that one. And then there's the one that LeBron does for Sprite. I'm not going to yeah, tell you to drink. Sprite. That's a really good one, too. And I'm thinking of another one that we've talked about as well. Oh, there's one where is Jamie Fox hawking something. Well, he's he's hawking some phone thing. And yeah, I and remember at the end, like he tells a joke, and you hear people laugh off camera, and he walks off camera, kind of shaking his head. I might be conflating two commercials there, but they're yeah, one of those phone company commercials. They would end where it was very clear they were kind of on a set. There'd be a little oh no, Ricky. That was Ricky Gervais, yeah. But uh, I think it's the same company, right? I think it's the same campaign. As I've said uh, ad nauseum, the phone phone company commercials are indistinguishable to me. Was it yellow? That's right. Unless unless I remember what color it was. What is the other one? Yellow, pink? uh, Yellow, pink, or red is Verizon. Uh, They couldn't even get two colors that were more dissimilar. Just pink and red? Come on. (laughs) Is that right? Is it pink balls, yellow balls, and red balls? Yeah, pink balls is T-Mobile, yellow is Sprint, red is Verizon. Nobody's nobody's jumping on the blue bandwagon, I think that's AT and T. Oh, okay. So there is a blue. There's four colors. You need. We all need some Crystal Pepsi tonight. I think. All right. So here's this. Once uh, you get me on phone <laughs> colors, <laughs> that's it. We're in. Strap in. Pine nut. <laughs> Hazelnut. <laughs> all right. So in this Capital One commercial, it's a little behind the scenesy. And, uh, and Jennifer Garner is talking about the time her dad called customer service at Capital One. And this story is so full of bullshit. I have a buzzer ready. I'm going to buzz it every time she tells a lie. Okay, how about that? When I first started working with Capital One, my dad called them up and asked for the Jennifer Garner card, which is such a dad thing to do. After he gave his name, the woman from Capital One said, Mr. Garner, are you related to Jennifer? Joking with him. And my dad was so proud to tell her, as a matter of fact, she is my middle daughter. So now dad has the venture card. He's earning his double miles. And he made a friend at the Dad walks on the screen. Can I say it? Go ahead. What's in your wallet? (laughs) That better be your real dad, because if that's an actor... You you shouldn't hire an actor who's such a bad actor. That must be her real dad. That's the only thing that doesn't get a buzz. Yeah, that that is. I, I'm not I'm not as as uh, anti Jennifer Garner as you. As I said, I watched like you know I did watch the whole series of Alias, and you know I, I enjoyed it. I love wigs, so. Um, but that performance of hers leaves a lot to be desired. It is like so sugary and cutesy and she's just like dialing up the like 
aren't I adorable? And isn't isn't it so adorable that my my dad did this? I want this? the Jennifer Garner card. No, your dad did not call up Capital One and say, I want the Jennifer Garner card. If anything, he probably said, hey, you're a spokesperson for Capital One can now. You give me a free can you just like card? get me a free credit card? Or can you, your Jennifer Garner, can you just buy things for me for the rest of my life? Like that, that conversation did not happen. And it just makes me so mad. It's so, yes, the tone of it is awful, but it's also a combination that it's just so transparently fake. The idea is it, it does seem so transparently fake that there's a part of me that wonders, like, how could they have made this up? I mean, I know that's crazy. and They probably just made it up. But it seems like such a dumb idea to make up, like such a transparently false thing right. that could not have ever happened that I have to wonder, like, what made them think this was even slightly plausible? Like, remember that time your dad called up the University of Washington and said, I want to enroll. My father I want the speechwriter would special. never talk to the liberal academy <laughs> all right let's move on i spent way too much time uh, on that ad i want to uh, let, let's get th- let's pull the nose up on this negativity train as i like to say and uh play this uh commercial actually we've been getting a lot of um i've seen a lot of facebook action on this brand oh, yeah? we have uh oh, I didn't notice i've, that. seen, I've seen some facebook action i feel like maybe we got a few emails people are liking it people are liking it all right good these are the commercials for the uh, relatively new service called let go it's an app that you can download basically think of it as like kind of like ebay for um i don't know 2017 i guess i think it, it launched sometime last year and they started with just this one it's, commercial it's more like craigslist it's more like a national craigslist i think because ebay that's is true. more like a bidding site yes yeah, true and i think this is more like hey i have a you know set of golf clubs i want a hundred dollars for them okay here you go you know how they want it described because i was doing some reading about it uh they really like the idea of uh, being like a digital flea market. Mm-hmm. It's like if there are a Which whole... Which is exactly bu- what yeah. Craigslist is. So it's like there's a whole bunch of... Uh, they said It's like if, if you have a garage sale, you know, at, at every house, and you can just go from garage sale to garage sale. And also, if you have stuff you want to get rid of, you can just put it out on a table, too. So that's how they like to think of themselves. Um, these commercials are very visual, and they all basically follow the same uh, theme, which is there's somebody in some sort of kind of ridiculous scenario. Usually life-threatening. Often life-threatening, yes, and usually kind of outdoorsy. And um, they're hanging, they're literally hanging onto some object that their buddy is telling them they need to let go of, and they want to put it on the Let Go app. So let and me it's often something this. that has like... You know, that's very dated, like a a video, like a Pac-Man video game or a disco ball or something that like clearly comes from a different era in your life. That's a good point. You're absolutely right about that. Let me uh, start uh, with this one, which was definitely the very first uh, commercial in the campaign. And it really it got me like right away. I loved it. You see you see a truck on its side in the middle of nowhere teetering on the edge of a cliff. Right. And there's one guy. They clearly just got into some sort of horrible accident. Uh, and one good guy. <laughs> good dice. One guy is sitting on the edge of the truck while his buddy is like hanging off the edge. Like I think hanging onto the truck with one hand. Uh, and the truck is literally teetering, by the way. And with his other hand he's still holding on to a bowling ball and uh the guy sitting on the truck is telling his friend uh it's time to let go of that bowling ball and then uh his friend takes a quick picture of the bowling ball posts it to the site immediately and then and this is what happens in all of them immediately within a half a second there's suddenly a third person there in the middle of nowhere who says i'll buy that thing from you and this time it's a uh it's some mountain climber suddenly disappears and said i'll buy that bowling ball so uh it, again it's very visual you get it now but i'll just play the audio you have to let it go i can't it's my lucky ball you don't even bowl anymore i'll tell you what let's sell it on let go we just have to take a picture and post it hey I saw your post. I'll take it. Sold. <laughs> I'm surprised you can stand to watch that commercial because there's one scene where you're you're looking down at the guy who's hanging from the truck down a very steep drop, a very long drop, and usually you get antsy 
if you're looking, if you're exposed to some sort of height like that. Well, I will tell you, one of the reasons I like it so much is I think that it's a clever idea, but I also think it's really well directed. I looked it up. It was directed by, tell me if this name means anything to you. It meant nothing to me. Noam Murrow. No. He apparently directed 300 Rise of an Empire. Oh, that was and, a sequel. Uh, yeah. And some movie called Smart People. I'd never heard of them, but anyway, I just think it, it is very cinematic, and it's got a whole bunch of different angles, uh, and it's it's really well done, and I also just think it's funny. I think it's well executed. I should say that, I don't know if it matters, but often when somebody shows up out of the blue to say, I'll buy that thing, they seem like they've been living in the wilderness for a long time. Like, that hiker just, has a super long beard, and yeah. he just kind of looks like... I think there's one where a guy shows... There's, there's an avalanche coming. A guy... Two guys are trying to get out of there in their pickup truck. One of them's trying to load his Pac-Man or, you know, his Space Invaders yeah. giant video game into Old the back of it. arcade style, yeah. Oh, yeah, arcade style game. And I think a guy... And I want to say, like, a dog sled team rides up and he's clearly, and I think you're right, like, I think it's signaling in a subtle way, in a way that I really like, that you've moved on from this part of your life, but somebody in a different era of their life mm. will find your thing useful. But it's also bonkers, too, right? Like, yeah, I, I want to play surreal, this arcade I game one, because I, I like this one, too. Um, but also, like... The greatest one is the disco ball the one, though. avalanche is coming. Like, everybody should just be running for their life in this scenario. Not only are these guys just kind of dinking around with trying to get this uh, this arcade game into the truck, but then when the guy comes on the dog sleds, and he's a very, like, an elderly guy with a dog team, he's like, I'll take it. It's like, what is that guy? Then you're, why would that guy want it, right? So here, I'll just uh, I'll play it. Dude, you gotta let it go. I've had it forever. And? I guess that's it. Okay. We'll sell that and let go. I love how calm the person who tells them to let it go always is, even though, like, death is imminent. Yeah. It's time to snap. Anyway, I I really love it. I don't know if I've seen the disco ball one. Should I? uh, Yeah, get that one, because that one's more, um, that one's more kind of just funny. And it's, and it's, um, it's, it's very clear why the people who, buy the object would want the object the only other one that i remember off the top of my head that's also in heavy rotation is the sewing machine she's skydiving in a tandem jump and she's got a sewing machine there are so many of these Um, oh here's the disco ball oh i don't think i've seen there's the one where um the guy two guys are out in the woods being chased by black helicopters and they get rid of uh like it's like an air conditioner or something that they're lugging around. I don't know if I've seen that one. I don't know if I've seen this either. These are two, like, uh, I'm going to say, like, 20, young 20-something-year-old girls uh, driving around on a Vespa scooter with a giant disco ball. That's blocking the driver's view. So it's sort of a dangerous situation. I don't get why we can't get rid of it. I can't. It takes me back to the 70s. Ah! If we sell it on let go. Just have to take a picture and post it. Is that your disco ball, ma'am? We'll take it. <laughs> so a cop stops her to ask her if it's the disco ball, and it turns out that he is a member of uh, the uh, YMCA gang. It's a village. village it's people. a village people like right. band of people, and so of course a disco ball makes perfect sense for them. Yeah, that's good. I also my favorite part of that one is she says it takes me back to the seventies. Clearly, she was born in nineteen ninety one. I know we've talked about these ads for a while, but I do want to just say I think there's a, the reason you like these so much is not just that they're fun to watch, which they are. But that they are very good at what they're doing. Like, this is one of those rare intersections where it's well produced. It's well, uh, it's it's sort of it's a it's a good, fun little entertaining vignette that also does its job, which is what what probably let go needs more than anything is people. If it's a new service, to get be aware of it and start selling their stuff on it because without stuff to sell. They can't bring in customers, so it's it's really interesting to me that the t- the population, the demographic that they're targeting, is not the, the the buyers, which they never really mention in this. They're really targeting the sellers because what they need is inventory. And the whole thesis of the campaign is in the product name as well. Let it go. It's yeah. time to let go. Like honestly, from soup to nuts, they're doing it's everything right on these. I, yeah. I absolutely. I, agree. I'd love to know how how successful they are. I bet I bet that the, that campaign is very successful. Genevieve. I feel like we've been way too positive for way too long. Yeah. Can I take it to G territory? Oh, my God. I'm going to take it to G territory. This, this one makes me sad. Now, 
I have an interesting twist on this one. All right, let's tell everybody what we're talking about. Twist! These are the new Verizon commercials featuring Thomas Middleditch of uh, Silicon Valley fame, whom we love. This is a pro-Middleditch house, right? Oh, totally. He's fantastic. And we started seeing these in very heavy rotation on TV where Middleditch comes out. He's standing in front of a giant three-dimensional kind of Verizon sign. He's talking to a crowd of people, um, and it's clear that he's putting on a presentation. He's in a suit, and it's supposed to be, at least from his perspective, kind of a a highfalutin affair, I would say. You can definitely tell he's in L.A. because I can see... I recognize the buildings behind (laughs) him. And look at that tree. That's definitely an L.A. tree. Um... And uh, and this is an ad. Uh, it's called Drop the Mic. And it's so clear that this is one of those ads where people are like, well, what are the kids saying? The kids are saying drop the mic. Well, that's, they were in 2014. That's okay, absolutely good. right. What does it mean? I kind of get that. Let's write a whole ad around it. Like, I yes, don't know why they talk that was, like that. That was the pitch meeting. That's the pitch meeting, right? Yes. And uh, you and I have only seen the 30-second version. Uh the only one I could find online was the minute-long version, and I always say this, but boy, what a difference. This I'm not in love with the commercial seeing the one-minute-long version, but at least the timing and the pacing make sense. Well, and it couldn't be worse. when you're talking about a mic drop joke, yeah. timing and pacing are super important. In this one that we see on TV, I'm going to describe it first. It's like Middleditch is making this presentation. And he just says, and that's why... He doesn't even say, and that's why Verizon is the best, and then drops his mic. He says something very convoluted and then drops his microphone. And then he remembers another point to make, so he pulls another microphone out of another pocket. Yeah, that's the central joke, is that he keeps forgetting that he has one more good selling point and having all these mics all over him. And he's got three microphones, and he's pulling them out of And he's doing his his... sort of patented middle-ditch thing where he's, you know, a little stammery, a little twitchy. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to play for you the only one that I could find, which, again, is a minute-long version, so it's not quite as painful because he actually in this version, reveals the big Verizon sign behind him. It starts off, he walks on stage, the Verizon sign's covered, he pulls it off, and he makes a compelling point, and then actually kind of does have a mic drop moment in in this version. But it's still just so damn forced. This is like, what's that... Uh, What's that uh, Bob and Dave skit, uh, like, kids not allowed or whatever, but it's a bunch oh, of... Oh, no adults allowed. No adults allowed, right. But it's a bunch of, like, 40-year-olds trying to act like young people. That's what this uh, writer's meeting was like. Sorry. Just get through here. Sorry. Oh, wow. Auto turnout. Tammy. Marcus. Okay. <sighs> okay, so do you notice right there, that's 10 seconds of the commercial that they obviously had to cut out for 30 seconds, but it's at least building a little suspense. You see a crowd gathering. You can see he's kind of got this kind of pregame nervousness. That 10 seconds makes a big, big difference. Other unlimited data plans haven't lived up to the name, but today, unlimited gets the network it deserves, and so do you. Verizon. Big reveal of, oh, I said that the word was Verizon that he's standing in front of. He's actually standing in front of a giant uh, three-dimensional sign that says unlimited. The fact that neither of us remember that, and we've both seen this commercial umpteen times, tells you how forgettable and it is. And I was watching it specifically so I could describe <laughs> it for the show that. today. Yeah. But I'm also We're also dumb. super good at the prep <laughs> yeah. for the show, as longtime <laughs> listeners will certainly right. know. Yeah. But I will say, like, what happened right there is he at least said two or three sentences, and now he's about to drop the mic. I, again, in the 30-second version, it is just like he says one thing and drops the mic in a way that makes no sense. Lived up to the name. But today, Unlimited gets the network it deserves. And so do you. Verizon. Mic drop. <laughs> uh, sorry. You need more information. It's unlimited the Verizon way, without compromising reliability, on the largest, most advanced 4G LTE network in America. Uh, Sorry, last thing. It's just $45 per line, HD video included. Okay, I think we get the the point here. As the commercial doctor, don't play it. Let me tell you one of the biggest problems. Let me tell you the biggest problem with this commercial. I agree with you that it is. it was built in a lab where they heard the phrase mic drop and don't really get it and aren't funny. But the biggest problem with it is a basic flaw in the logic. So for those who, who, were, who have not seen it, every time you hear him say, oh, I've got more information, he doesn't go pick up the mic on the ground. 
he pulls a mic out of his clothing somewhere. He anticipated that he would need these extra mics. Right. The funnier way to do this joke is have him drop the mic and then have him scrabble around on the right. ground for it. It falls into the audience. He has to go chasing it. Can you come and give me that mic? I just, I, there's one more thing. There's a You're way right. to do this joke that is not as terrible, but having it be all like pre planned like that. It just exposes the work, like the gears. And you know, that's my one of my big complaints is when you can feel the commercial working. I would say you're absolutely right, Doc. Stop it! You love this song, I thought. Doctor, no, doctor, I don't love this song. What should I do? Tell me. All right. Thanks, Doctor. Uh, you fixed that one. Let me move on to one more <laughs> that actually we've talked about a lot. This is a long-running campaign. I think that you guys are going to be very surprised that I put this on my <laughs> G list today. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm really trying to create a bunch of drama where there is none today. Uh, but this is a commercial that I've seen versions of for, well, geez. I mean, the, I remember they started running this back when we were in Seattle the first time. So this has been on TV, I'm going to guess, for like five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the, uh, it's the Arby's commercials with Ving Rhame. We have the meats. And you said the other day, I just want Ving Rhames to stop yelling at me. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. And it was this particular ad that I saw. And I think I've I think I've dialed in why this last one is the is the um Reuben that broke the fat man's back. I don't know. I ate a lot of Reuben. I think that's the same. Yeah, I think that's something. Um and it's for the new uh double stack Reuben and it's Ving Rames just shouting at us that we need to eat the sandwich again. And I think the reason that this one kind of really got to me is notice the filmmaking on this. The the listeners won't notice this, but they show a close up with a very actually slow zoom in on this double meat sandwich with dead silence for about, uh, I'm going to say a second and a half to two seconds, which is good. It's fine. I mean, the sandwich looks good to me. But then, and so you're just like lulled into this like sandwich meditation. All of a sudden, bam, he's just screaming at you right out of the gate. And it flinched. I'm I'm seeing just like Reuben sandwiches in the wild now, and I'm flinching. That's how much these commercials are just scaring the crap out of me. I went on a guided sandwich meditation once. <laughs> yeah? How, how was that? It was delicious. Did it involve aromatherapy? All right, let's play this. Arby's doubled the amount you of that? corned beef. How long, did the, how long were they showing that? The, we have a timer here. I think it was actually more than two seconds that they're showing this sandwich before, boom, he jumps in. Arby's doubled the amount of corned beef on their Reuben, thus creating the big new double stack Reuben. So why did we add more? Well, why put bigger tires on your truck? Why a bunk bed just for yourself? I don't. Why wear bifocals? Totally different. Why put double corned beef on a sandwich? Stop yelling. The thing, they started at 100 and then told him to keep ramping it up through the years. He's got nowhere else to go except to have like a, to blow something in his brain. You know, inflect uh, a corned beef coronary. Corned beef Ferrari. Uh, nope, cutting that out. Uh, I also right. do not like the logic of... I don't like those metaphors. Um, no, they don't make sense. They, most of them are um, either don't speak to me or are actively wrong. Right. I mean, okay, the double tr- uh, tires on the truck, okay, it's just better that way. And it's just but excess, which I guess say, okay, is the whole point. Sure, fine. Uh, bifocals, well, because there's a very specific need for it. I would say the bifocal comparison would be better for the McDLT. You need the hot side hot and the cool side cool. <laughs> It's not just bigger. I didn't get bifocals because it's bigger and more All excessive. All right, play it. <laughs> yeah? You want, wait, what, did I earn this? You can get five what, seconds of it. What did, I, uh, <laughs> what did I fix, though? Well, I mean, if I ever bring the McDLT doctor, back. Doctor, what should I do? Tell me. If they ever bring uh, the McDLT back, they've got to get uh, 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 George from Seinfeld to do the commercial. Because remember, that was right, That's my blank right, name. Yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason Alexander. Alexander. Because he did those original uh, He's a, like Wouldn't singing that be and amazing? Dance. That would be a great oh campaign. Oh, my God. That would be incredible. If like they bring it back as like a, a nostalgia kind of soaked product thing which why not they do every other yeah. thing like that and then you get modern day jason alexander to like kind of re- reprise that reprise role like that singing role. and dancing in the streets oh my god but like with a real winking nod to it that would be super funny and i feel like with mcdonald's there's a lot but more do it better of- do it better than that dumb commercial with bmw where 
they have Katie Couric and um, uh, Brian Gumble d- reprising their like, what's the internet thing? Do it better than that, McDonald's. Yes. I didn't like that one. Okay, um, uh, we got to. I'm dying to get to this um, game. Okay, this is okay. So let this me is the just, last yeah. One. So I'm gonna just hand the mic over to you. These are commercials you've mentioned to me several times, and I still haven't seen them. You're very excited about them. Yeah, they're adorable. So um, anyone who listened to Serial knows the product Mailchimp, Mailkimp, as mm-hmm. uh, they as it was famously called. Um, Mailchimp is like a you know email direct mail kind of product that you can use to send out lots of mail, you know, to a, to clients or whatever. Um, and they have this series of ads that's appearing. I think it's either Hulu or it might be something that's appearing between the ads in a, like a, an on demand kind of thing. It's not, in other words, I don't think I've seen this sort of natively in TV as I'm just watching it live, but I watch so much content now that's been time shifted or that's on demand in some way that, and and in every case, you know, they'll sort of break it up with a little bit of with a little bit of ads. This is for Mailchimp, and their whole campaign is around getting you to remember their name. And I think it's great too that like the thing, the first thing that most of us associated Mailchimp with was a slight sort of butchering of the name. It's not yes. it's not explicitly part of this campaign. But it's it is uh, I think I think it's in the back there. That's interesting. I was going to ask you that if you think if you thought that maybe because Mailchimp for a lot of people they first heard about it in serial where the name was accidentally kind of butchered, but then they made a you know kind of a, a little deal of it. Uh, if you thought that that might have been inspiration for this campaign, it feels like maybe it was. Huh, that's it, it, it feels very smart. So why don't you play this one? And this one is um, referred. This one is called Jail Blimp. Um, okay. You see a little girl in a party dress, and she is um, she's kind of uh, like waving at a pinata with a with a stick. But the pinata is shaped like a like a blimp. blimp? Yeah. And as she hits it. Like, all around her, the party guests are shocked. And then, like, tiny prisoners f- come out of the blimp when her pinata, when the pinata breaks open. They start kind of lowering themselves uh, onto the party. So these tiny prisoners are running around. Then you see jail blimp, and then it quickly resolves to MailChimp. Did you mean MailChimp? Did you mean, did you mean MailChimp? That is re- that's very bizarre and surreal feeling, but uh But doesn't this, but the really name cool. really sticks with you? I think the rhyming element, I, it feels mm-hmm. like somebody with some kind of psychology background worked on this. Uh here you have another one here. This one is called Mail Shrimp. Can you walk us through this one too? Should I hit go on it? Yeah, sure. I'm more than a so you have this is very like Wes Anderson inspired. You have somebody who looks like the bellboy from um uh, what's the one about the hotel? Uh, I think we literally had this conversation <laughs> Why can't uh, I never remember on, that one? on this show. It's uh, not the Darjeeling Limited. It's the, um, I, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it's that it's the Wes Anderson movie. He looks just like sort of and reminiscent of that boy. Um, he's eating a sandwich with that's got shrimp on it, and the shrimp are singing to him. And he's, and you see, he's sitting in a uh, in a mail room. Right. So he looks happening. like he looks like a bellboy, but really he's like probably a guy in an old timey office who's delivering the mail to the. I guess so. It's sort of unimportant because it's all very uh, absurd anyway, mm-hmm. and they're just these very charming. the 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 logic of it is unimportant. Um, I know I just berated Verizon for having bad logic in their commercials, but in this case, it really doesn't matter. Like, it's about the imagery and the sort of beauty of the scene and, and the, the absurdity name, of it the name. and remembering the name. Yeah. I think it's really noteworthy. There, nothing about either of those commercials tells you what the product does. I assume it's a chimp that delivers mail. <laughs> well, I, but I mean, isn't that interesting? Like, does it need to tell you what the product does or does it assume that a savvy person who would be a likely consumer of them knows what MailChimp is because they listen to Serial or because they're smart, but... Or they are interested enough. Maybe. These are web ads, you said, so I'll bet you there's a clickable Well, component. web, I mean, it's, you know, it's on, it's it's in platforms that are like delivered through whatever. television. Yeah. yeah, like I'm watching them on television. Um, but, you know... I think it assumes that people, the person is like me, who knows what MailChimp is, but maybe 
doesn't have it top of mind as a brand. Like it's like Kleenex. Like Kleenex doesn't need to tell you what they are. They just need you to know that like they're the brand you should pick. Right. Uh, if I have any complaints with this commercial, and I don't know why I'm looking for complaints, I, I I love like the jail blimp or whatever. But in this one, it's like you use the word male. Well, that's a little bit. Yeah. yeah I mean, there are a bunch of them. There's one called Kale Limp. Okay, right. And I like that they show you like kind of at the end of these, they scroll through a whole bunch of those. So you're kind of like, oh, I want to see the Kale Limp one. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty cool. By the way, um, I'm clicking this on the fly here, so I don't know if this will illustrate my point or not. But do you remember a product called PB Max? Yes, we talked about this a little bit when I was when I was telling you that I wanted to include this one as a uh, as a chi. I could not remember the name of this product at all. All I remembered was that I thought it was actually Reese's. Uh, but there were these commercials that ran in the 90s um, where they said – where they would show something like a, a penguin doing karate chops or something like that. And then at the end it would say, PB doesn't stand for penguin black belt. It stands for peanut butter. And that's what you get in PB Max. All these decades later, I thought it was just Reese's. I don't know. But that PB doesn't stand for penguin black belt. They had a whole campaign of these PB standing for ridiculous things. And I think it's the same exact kind of concept. It's the same concept, yeah. Let's drill. Let's use some absurdity to drill in just the name of this new product. So here, I I just clicked on a PB Max commercial. I don't know if they had other campaigns, too, so I'm not sure if this one will pay off or not. I meant to look this up earlier. There seems to be some confusion about the PB and new PB Max. It don't stand for piggy banks, platinum blonde, pink baboon. Don't mean polka band or portly ballerina. PB means peanut butter, real peanut butter, lots of real peanut butter, in pure milk chocolate with a crunch of a whole grain cookie. Now that's maximum satisfaction. Even if you're as wholesome as a plowboy, that's pure bliss. PB Max, we mean peanut butter. That's pretty good. I got pretty close on that you one. You did, and I think you're right. There was a Penguin Black Belt yeah, one, know, but that's, that's the clearly only the one same, that I remember. Yeah. Clearly the same concept. That's great. I think it's very effective. I think I did eat a, a, a peanut butter... Max, that was pretty good. Did you? I, I never, mean, it's chocolate, you, peanut butter, and cookie, so it's kind of hard to screw it up. I'm sorry to belabor this, but that one had much more kind of real world examples, and I I just found another one. This is from 1991, and scrolling through it here, it looks like this is way more absurdist. All right, so play let's that just one. take a listen to this. PB and new PB Max. PB don't mean pineapple beanie, pet barracuda, or parachuting buffalo. PB don't mean prehistoric barber or pig basketball. Pig basketball. PB means peanut butter. Lots of real peanut butter in pure milk chocolate with a crunch of a whole grain cookie. Now that's maximum satisfaction. Even if you're as mean as the Pottstown Barbarian, you'll be... The Pottstown Barbarian is the closing joke on that one. It just showed a rest. So I don't know how well that translated to the radio, but I thought there was a better chance that that one would have Penguin Black Belt. But uh, yeah, that's very similar. Um, Okay, Vives. uh, So Chi on that. Looks like we... I'm skipping a Chi of my own. I'll just say I I like the LeBron uh, James Sprite ads. I don't think you love them as uh, as much as I do, but if we do a show that does look at these kind of like fake behind the scenes thing, we'll include it there. So we got a chi for uh, the Mailchimp, a G for Arby's, a G for Verizon, Mic Drop, a Chi for Let Go, and a G for Jennifer Garner, which is appropriate enough, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I was wondering what to call this segment. Maybe we should just call it Bad Medicine. I was, like, trying to think of, like, some sort of athletic thing, like the the side effect sprints or something like that. But maybe that's just overthinking it. I mean, when I, I have to tell you, sometimes I listen, and I let me be clear, this is in no way meant to denigrate someone who has to take a medication like this. I'm sure if you're taking the medications that have these side effects, it is because you absolutely need it. So I'm glad that that mm-hmm. exists for you. 
But sometimes you hear these lists of side effects. And it just seems like, oh, my God, how did they allow this to go into humans? Yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, it will cause bleeding Night from sweats, the eyes. Night sweats, day sweats, bleeding from the eyes. <laughs> right. Bloody stools. Right. From the eyes. Foot, foot pain. I know. It is It is crazy. Well, I'm going to... Um, so Many people can tolerate bowel. <laughs> I'm going to start... Uh, uh, I think a little gently uh, on you, Veeves, here with um, with some not too extreme ones. I'm going to start with oh, the ones. Oh, I can ones... see that. I can oh, yeah, see don't the... look. Can you just uh, turn off your computer or whatever? Um, yeah. Because I don't want you to see the times. And see, Genevieve can see the same computer screen that I have open on her computer. So do you have it off yet? I'm just going to look up. You're just going to look up. This is very uncomfortable. You're just like I'm just gonna painfully not, looking at I'm the ceiling. I'm just going to not make eye contact with you. <laughs> you. See how you like it. This is exactly what you do <laughs> when I try to kiss you. It's like... Oh, it's, <laughs> All right. I'm going to close my eyes. Is that weirder or <laughs> yeah, less weird? Uh, I guess slightly less weird. <laughs> okay, your neck okay. is... Okay. Can't, can't you just turn off your computer screen? No, because then I'll uh, I'll lose my ability to look at it later. I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't I'm, matter at this point. Just right. turn that... Flip that thing down. All right. Okay. Are we back? Okay. Yeah, we're okay. back. So and we're, we're back. We're calling this bad medicine, which we might have already used as a show title at one point. Uh, I, we, call, we had to call the show Ad Medicine. I, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm uh, I'm calling uh, this first category the pipe cleaners. These are your cholesterol drugs. Uh, they're cleaning out the tubes inside you there. We have uh, Lipitor versus Crestor. Lipitor versus Crestor. And I think... What I'm going to do is I'm going to play one for you, and then you got to bet the over or under as to you know whether the next one is is okay. longer or shorter. Basically, so, well, am I going to know which one it is? Uh, what's that? It'll tell me which. Like it'll say like Lipitor is blah blah blah, right? Uh, no, I've I've cut out all oh. the aspects of the commercial except for the actual side effects. Um, and um, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, I left in for all of them. I think for all of them, but certainly all of them that applied, I've left in the talk to your doctor because it's my. I have a feeling that that is legal language that they're just. And that's your at the threshold. Is does it? Do they legally have to tell you? I this? guess so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue with the rules I chose for this game, but at least I was consistent with all the products. And also, nobody's going to lose anything here unless you want to make real bets. No. Okay. So let's begin with. Uh, let's see. So I, I got my clock. Here's here's my timer, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to use that to time these things out. And let's start with Lipitor. Lipitor is not for everyone, including people with liver problems and women who are nursing, pregnant, or may become pregnant. Five you seconds. need simple blood tests to check for liver problems. Tell your doctor if you are taking other medications Ten or if seconds. you have any muscle pain or weakness. This may be a sign of a rare but serious side effect. Talk to your doctor 15. about your risk and about Lipitor. There you go. You got about 17 uh, seconds there. Uh, do you believe that uh, Crestor will be mo- longer or shorter than 18 seconds? I'm going to guess longer. You're going to guess that Crestor is going to beat 18 seconds? Yeah, because keep in mind, what I'm guess- what I'm basing my guesses on is, no, I have no knowledge of these drugs. I'm basing it on your psychology. Really? You just think that I would make the game more fun if I made the second one longer? Yeah. Well, let's see. Here's Crestor. Crestor is not right for everyone, like people with liver disease or women who are nursing, pregnant, Five or become pregnant. Tell your doctor about other medicines you're Come taking. Come on, Crestor. Call doctor right Ten. away if you have muscle pain or weakness, feel unusually tired, have loss of appetite, upper belly pain, Fifteen. dark or yellowing of skin upper or belly eyes. Pain. These could be signs of... There it is. You beat 18. Ask your doctor if Crestor can help you. If you can't 22. afford medication, AstraZeneca may be able to help. 25 seconds. Yeah. There you go. That's horrifying. So okay. I think Lipitor <laughs> is... I didn't hear upper belly pain with Lipitor, so that's probably your <laughs> that was... preferred cholesterol medication. All right, good job. You got a one point out of a possible three on this one. Next category, Gutty Works. These are your laxatives and things like that. Um, Linzess is up first. Are you ready for Linzess? Yeah. Get that timer rolling. Do not give Linzess to children under six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. Five. It may harm them. Don't take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual Ten. or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect 15. is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor 20. right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor 25. about managing your symptoms proactively with Linzess. 
Okay. There you go. 28 seconds long. So if Crestor was long at 25 and Linzess is at 28, I'm going to guess shorter. And I would just like to you say... You don't even know what the other one is I don't yet, even do know how to define ex- a severe diarrhea. Like, at what yeah, point like, should I call my doctor? Right, yeah. Like, the, the line like, between... I don't know. I can't see my toilet anymore. <laughs> the line, is that severe enough for you, doc? The line between socially acceptable diarrhea and severe diarrhea... Very is a thin. Very, it's a big... Yes, it's a blurry it's line a thin for sure. Line. <laughs> okay. So, uh, up against Linzess is Movantic. Again, Linzess... Oh, our old around, friend Movantic. Came around... And the, tw- and the suitcase of poo. So Movantic uh, has to beat 28 seconds, and you said you believe that Movantic will? Will not. Will not. Do you think that Movantic will be shorter? Yeah. Let's see. Get the timer ready. Don't take Movantic if you have a bowel blockage or history of them. Movantic may cause serious side effects, including symptoms of opioid withdrawal, severe stomach pain and or diarrhea, and tears in the stomach or intestine. 10 seconds. Tell your doctor about any side effects and about medicines you take. Movantic may 15. interact with them, causing side effects. Let it out like I did. Have your romantic moment. 20. Talk to your doctor about opioid-induced constipation. If you can't afford your medication, AstraZeneca may be able to help. 27. (gasps) Barely. Yep, you won. It was short by a second, but if you heard, I actually accidentally left in some non... There was a little aside in there that was actually... Let it out like I did. Yes, I was supposed to take that out. So that was probably only actually like 25 seconds. But still, so I think we're all glad we heard that. You're two for two. That, okay. will, that won't haunt us in our dreams. No, not at all. All right, final category, saddies. These are your depression drugs. Uh, we got uh, Rexalti. Rec, rec versus Abilify, which I think Abilify is one of the uh, better names for one of these drugs because it actually you can connect, no joke, yeah. because you can kind of connect it to like your ability to get through Just like Movantic. the day. Oh, because you're moving again. Yeah. You're getting everything moving again. Let it out like I did. There were some choice parts of these commercials I had to uh, to cut out. Because I know you almost, on- I feel like it, we, we've, we have done an, a show on pharmaceutical ads and there is definitely that's a a rich vein, but it almost feels like shooting fish in a barrel in yeah, a way. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, we're gonna start with Rexalti, and then you'll have to decide if the next one goes longer or shorter. Okay, here here it comes. Rexalti is not for everyone. Call your doctor about unusual changes in behavior, worsening depression, Five. or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in those 24 and younger. Ten. Elderly dementia patients taking Rexalti have an increased risk of death or stroke. Call your doctor 15. if you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion to address a possible life-threatening condition. 20. Or if you have uncontrollable muscle movements, as these may be permanent. High blood sugar was reported 25. with Rexalti, and in extreme cases can lead to coma or death. Other risks are increased cholesterol, 30. weight gain, decreased white blood cells, which can be serious, dizziness on standing, 35. Seizures, trouble swallowing, and impaired judgment or motor skills. Talk to your 40. doctor about adding Rexalti. 42 seconds long for Rexalti. I know someone she can talk to about high fever. I don't know what you're talking about, and I'm sick of you trying to jam this song. <laughs> doctor, doctor, what should I do? Tell me. Okay. Um, okay. So here's my reasoning. Okay, you ready? Well, I don't even. Know, you haven't given an answer yet. Do you think that Rexalti? Uh, do you think that Abilify, the next ad, will be longer or shorter? Now I have heard many Abil- many an Abilify ad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's longer than forty seconds, but that was forty two. You got it. Forty two. God. Well, I was thinking you would save like the real kind of like blockbuster. Who you know? Can you believe it's this long for last? Blockbuster is one of the names of the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that <laughs> that's for opioid-induced constipation. <laughs> that's where you get things moving again. Um, <laughs> that was for, Rexalti was forty-two. Forty-two seconds. is long, but I feel like you're going to want to go out, you know, with a with a really crazy one. So against maybe you know the Vegas the book the bookmakers odds, I'm going to say <laughs> book says book says under book says under. I'm going to say over. You're going to go over for Abilify. Abilify is not for everyone. Call your doctor if your depression worsens or you have unusual changes Five. in behavior or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, Ten. and young adults. Elderly dementia patients taking Abilify have an increased risk of death 15. or stroke. Call your doctor if you have high fever, stiff muscles, and confusion to address a 
possible life-threatening condition, or if you have uncontrollable muscle movements, as these could become permanent. Twenty-five. High blood sugar has been reported with Abilify and medicines like it, and in extreme cases can lead 30. to coma Gotta or be death. Forty-two. Other risks include increased cholesterol, weight gain, decreases in white blood cells, 35. which can be serious. Dizziness on standing, seizures, trouble swallowing, and impaired judgment or motor skills. Talk with your doctor. Got about it. You've been 42. Feeling. You beat it. Abilify is right Do I know you. you or what? 46 seconds yeah. long Abilify. See, I know how your brain works. That is, oh man, I gotta say, man, you got, uh, you got uh, three out of three. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. For- Did you enjoy I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really... I have been thinking about doing this game for a long time, <laughs> and then today I was putting it together, and I was like, ooh, this is not going to be very good at all. It's just people listing really horrible things, um, but I'm glad you liked it. Maybe it'll make a return appearance. I'll let the ad council decide uh, that. So anyway, congratulations. You're f- uh, three for three. And uh, speaking of the ad council, maybe it's time to check in with those guys. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words to saying Only the echoes of my mind Alright, Veeves. You said we have a new listener. Are we starting with our new favorite person? <laughs> we are starting with our new listener. This is from new listener Nick. Um, and he writes, uh, Hey guys, I recently discovered your podcast after your appearance on KCRW's Press Play. Ah, we owe, uh, we owe KCRW a... Uh, a big thank you, and I guess one listener. We yeah. have to choose now a listener. I owe that we, you one listener. We have to take one of our listeners and send them over to the press play camp. That's right. Uh, he says, I've really been enjoying it. Uh, I watched the Oscars this week and noticed an ad series that was really interesting for Walmart. Uh, there were three separate ads for Walmart focused on a story about the items on a receipt, and each one was directed by a different filmmaker. Ooh, I like the sound of this. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, and so he says, I like the Bananas. I think that Bananas Town ad directed by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg was the most entertaining and memorable. Huh. But I think each of them have their strengths. I'd love to know what you think about them, and I've posted a link. So um, do you want to click on this first one? This one is by, and I should say I have not seen these, so this is going to be a little Wild West here in terms of describing okay. it. Um, well, so this is directed by Seth Rogen, huh? And Evan Goldberg, who... Um, who Evan Goldberg is. I think he... Is he the guy who also starred in... Um, no, that's somebody else. I don't know who Evan Goldberg is. Okay, anyway, so this is called Bananas Town. I'll just tell you what I'm seeing. For, I'll just tell you what I'm seeing for this freeze frame <laughs> at the beginning because neither one of us have seen, have seen these, but it appears to take place in a classroom. There's a male teacher standing Except in front Rogan, of I a, think. Isn't it? No. no, I don't think so. Maybe it is. Uh, but there's a, uh, a white male teacher standing in front of a blackboard and in very big writing on the blackboard, it says, finding inspiration in unusual places. Inspiration in unusual places. Inspiration can be found anywhere if you really look for it. And that's today's assignment. Create something from nothing. Okay. Now, um, as he's talking, as the teacher's talking and the bell goes off, we see that uh, one of the students uh, pulls out a Walmart receipt and is looking at all the things that are itemized on it. One pound of bananas, batteries, paper towels, scooter, wrapping paper, and the list goes on. From nothing. One pound banana, banana, one pound banana, banana, one pound banana, banana. Okay, now might be a good time to explain what's going on. Uh, as soon as uh, he says create something out of nothing, the kid gets up and starts doing some crazy dancing and is lip syncing this song that you're hearing with a, with her some of her classmates. With some, and so the whole thing turns into like a. Um, you know, like a flash mobby kind of thing. The right. uh, the front of the classroom opens up, and now they're in a barber shop. Everybody's just like singing and dancing and doing kind of elaborate moves. Would you say that's a that's a great fair dis- description very of what's fair. happening here? Scooter, 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 scooter. Now we're in the now we're in an impressionist painting with ballerinas dancing, and now there's a family. Talking about wrapping paper, paper, and then some sort of like, I don't know, like dance crew, Skrillex. I feel like is a thing, (laughs) and like a lounge singer from the '40s. So it's all this sort of great big song and dance number with all these different scenes. Now they're kind of interacting. 
Um, and there's a, and then the teacher has on a banana suit. Uh, I think that's really interesting. Uh, this is risky. We barely got through that one since it's very visual and we were watching it for the first time. But let's just see if they're all song and dancey or if they take different approaches. This one is a film by, they're calling them films, by Mark Forster. Do we know Mark Forster? Not that I know. I don't know what he's directed. I think we should look it up. Uh, Mark Forster. Uh, well, this uh, is giving me a singer, Mark Forster. So maybe this will be a... If it's the same person, maybe this will be a song and dance number. It looks uh, like it's the same receipt in each case. Oh, you're right. It's the same itemized uh, receipt. You got the bananas, batteries, paper towel, scooter, wrapping paper, and then what does that say at the end? Videos. Oh, well, video baby monitor. Uh, this time, it looks like the receipt is uh, just like outside, like it was thrown away, like litter, and it's like resting on a sun-bleached rock somewhere. It's called Lost and Found. You have like sort of a sort of like a post-apocalypse scene with robots a and little- a little kid on like a scooter um, going. It's somewhere between I, I would say like kind of Mad Max meets Wall-E. We yeah. got these little robots that are kind of digging through garbage and stuff. She's got a little dog. Paper towels are clinging to things. This is much more just kind of conceptual and cinematic there's like a, a the remains of a roller coaster in water uh, it's very like just uh sort of be- like you know like a, the the world has moved on but like the remains of civilization are are rusting to ruin and i'm assuming like we saw the scooter so far we saw paper towels mm-hmm. i don't know if we saw something that represented she's about batteries. to open something that has wrapping paper on right it. and uh and so she finds this box out in the middle of nowhere i'm guessing there's she's either gonna be bananas it. or a baby monitor in it a baby monitor. Uh, it dies quickly, though. But batteries so. is on the list, too, right? That's true. She's scooting. So now she's probably out looking for batteries. She's, like, talking to her other post-apocalypse urchin friends. Oh, yep. Found the batteries. Took out of a robot. Took them out of a robot. Puts them into some sort of, like, cyborg thing. Now, and now the, ba- the baby monitor works. And, and now, who's the-, the baby they're looking at, though? I think it's just the time it's a memory of a time gone by man that's kind of dark that was um yeah the story maybe. is i mean we were talking over it but the story is like these little kids live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland and they're finding these sort of junk things that they're putting together to constitute some kind of survival that depends on robots and they want some glimmer of humanity so they go to the great lengths to put the batteries back in a baby monitor that has a picture of like a video of a baby in it. Now, let me challenge you on one assumption there. Your your belief is that this baby monitor recorded this baby and they're watching it and it, like you say it harkens back to better times when there were more babies. But a baby monitor is something that works remotely. They could be looking this could be a sign of hope for the future because there's a baby somewhere. I guess that- she unwrapped this as a gift. Somebody wanted her to See I, that this is a baby somewhere. I mean, I'd be interested to know what the Ad Council thinks. To me, it, it read as something that they're looking at from the past. Why are you so negative <laughs> all the time? All right. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Um, this is from another listener, Nick. Old listener, Nick. Old Nick. <laughs> old Nick. I like new Nick. <laughs> what's, a, <laughs> what's new Nick up to? <laughs> Uh, listener, <laughs> listener Nick says, um, this is about our, we talked about the Pandora, um, world at Walt Disney World and how, uh, ridiculous we thought that ad was with James Cameron and the Navi person at the end. Oh my God. Um, and this is from Nick who says, I work at Walt Disney World and I can say that every single cast member, remember that's what they call their, like, all their people who interact with the tourists, I believe. Every single cast member is already over... Uh, Avatar Land. It's taken six years to complete, and with the monorail and the resort I work in literally falling apart, we're dreading the opening day. That being said, cast members do their exclusive visits before That's the park a mistake. opens. You know, they do get exclusive visits. I had made a, I, I fixed something that I thought was a typo in that email. Oh. Because I thought he was saying that cast members of the movie were coming to visit, so I just messed that up. Can you? Don't, I've changed it in the you're script. You're not 
allowed to mess with I the still ad think it, I still think it was a... I love messing with the ad council. I still think there was a typo in that. I just changed it to the wrong thing. Anyway, he says, that being said, cast members do get exclusive visits before the park opens to the public, so I will gladly report back my findings. Please do. So yeah, let us know uh, how uh, how that is. But yeah, it just seems like that makes sense. They started creating this thing forever ago while people still thought it was relevant. Yeah. So I'd be I would be curious to know if it if it has any charms left uh, now that it's been being you know constructed for so long and the movie is so old and and it just seems like yesterday's news. I'm looking forward to their uh, big abyss exhibit that'll be coming out <laughs> in 2022. Cameron just irritates me. Like I just I'm just done with James Cameron. Well, that's gonna get in the way of our watching Aliens. Oh, that's right, because there is that new... Uh, but the new one is not by him. No, the I new think that's one is Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott again. Anyway, uh, listen to our other podcast. Andrew sort of knows some things about some movies, but not much. <laughs> uh, okay, what's up next? Um, this is listener Amy, and she sends us a voicemail. So why don't you give it a play? Voicemail? Yeah, remember those? 607-444-5597 is our number. 607-444-5597. Why can't you all be more like Amy? Hey, this is Amy from Memphis, Tennessee, and I have a problem with a specific Volkswagen commercial. The Passat SE apparently has a lot of safety features, and they have this Willie Nelson commercial, and Willie Nelson, who's driving down the road in a 1960s Volkswagen with no safety like features at all, and probably totally stoned. Has made it longer. <laughs> to be than fair, this family in the new Passat that needs all these safety features, and these people would totally be dead. That's all I can glean from this, like commercial, is these people would not survive in the real world because they they don't know how to look around them, they don't know how to park their cars, they don't know how to drive, and it just causes me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I'm curious about your opinion on it. Ha- have you seen this commercial yet? Yeah, so I did watch this one, um, and and she's right. Essentially, um, it goes through this family's experience in their Passat, where they keep have the, the car sort of keeps intervening on their behalf to save them from various from hazards. Nelson? No, no, um, you're just mostly hearing him in the background. Oh. I think he he appears in it briefly, driving as she said, like an old bug. See, I, I haven't seen this commercial yet, but everything that I just know from what you have said and what Amy has said, I'm thinking. As a matter of fact, maybe we should get this out again. They should make a commercial where cars protect you from reckless drivers like Willie Nelson. Oh, you can't make Willie the villain. Sure, it would be all in good. Uh, it would all be in good fun, right? Because he's like an elderly stoner driving his car. I guess. I mean, is Tommy Chong available? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's not like one of the things that he wants oh, is he his dead? legacy to That be. might have been in poor taste. Tommy Chong. Are those guys dead? Or is one of them dead? I don't know. Well, Let's he's one guy. <laughs> and, uh... Okay, yeah, so the family is... Or, or I guess it's not just one family, it's different individuals. Almost getting hit by trucks, but the car's automatically Almost. stopping. <laughs> Almost rear-ending cars. Oh, there's Willie buzzing by in, a, in an old VW. For less than you expected. So it's a couple of scenarios where the safety features on the Passat protect the people driving from them. Like it, it, it circle, breaks, yeah. it breaks on its automatically or it, uh, you know, notifies you that somebody's passing you. And in a certain way, Willie Nelson is presented here not as a villain, but as something that True, the car needs to protect. True, he is a road hazard. He's a road hazard that you got to be protected All right. from. All right. So maybe that kind of in some way mitigates um, uh, Amy's, po- uh, Amy's point, but... Um, I can understand her point that like they're sort of because the the tagline is no matter which which one you get, uh, it'll protect you. But they all are also sort of are harkening uh, back to the good old days of the v, of the the old VW Bug that's still on the right, road, which right. I think is kind of a a pride nod. it's a pride yeah. point for them, right? Like you do still see the the sixties like vans and and bugs on the road. Uh, totally safety feature free, of course. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't have a strong feeling about that commercial one way or another. It'll probably cause me anxiety now if I ever happen to see it, though. So thanks <laughs> for thanks, that, Amy. Yeah, thanks, Amy. Looks like we have one more here, and then we'll uh, get out of here. I don't see one. Just uh, that last one that I added, uh, mm-hmm. I, I found I'm, it I'm in the email, it. and I copied and I pasted it into All your right. oh, I see it document. Here. This yeah. is from listener Andrew. Mm-hmm. What does it say? And he writes... I absolutely love the Dr. Doctor song you guys play on the show. Oh, that's nice to hear. Please play it as often as possible. Okay. You don't need an excuse. It's just wonderful to hear, and you literally can't play it too much. Thanks, Andrew in Wallingford. Oh, see, I like We this live guy. in Wallingford. We do. I Doctor, wonder. Doctor, Are you going to change the password? Tell me. Is that the first? When did you notice that I added that? Doctor, Earlier. Doctor, <laughs> what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. What should I do? What should I do? She's been taking too much Lipitor. Yeah. <laughs> I will give her a sweet pill to make her better. Yes, all me. right, all right. Thank you, listener Andrew, and thank everybody for sending in <laughs> your great emails and V-mails. And uh, for now, I think we got to get out of here. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, let's really hammer home that uh, voicemail number again. I'm all jazzed that we got one from Amy. What's it again, Reeves? 607-444-5597. It's pinned to the top of the Facebook group page. If you're not on the Facebook group page, get there. It's really fun. Um, And that's uh, After These Messages show on the Facebook groups. And then we email us at After These Messages show at Gmail. All right. Thanks, Reeves. Fun show. Great show. All right. Talk to you guys next Tuesday. If you had a role that did not require any kind of brow. Jesus. Well, there went all my crystal Pepsi.